When I'm actually involved in the tithe and so on and a partner with him, it helps me know that I have full access to every benefit there is. Now all I have to do is get my mind renewed to the Word of God so I know what those benefits are. How many believe there's an outpouring coming? How many believe that? Anybody believe that? Well, you know, what really occurred to me today was, how would you like to get ahead of that outpouring? You know, people say, well, we'll see it when it comes. I want to get ahead of that outpouring, don't you? I want to be ready. I want to be ready to go. Some things I want to share right now to, to get ahead of this outpouring so we're ready. One of the first things you must do, really, to get ready, you must believe the Bible's God's Word. Now, that really sounds simple, doesn't it? But most Christians have no idea that every word in this Bible is God's Word. Every word. They all make a difference. But one of the things that really occurred to me, and this is just kind of getting ahead of the outline, <clears throat> a lot of people don't read the Bible themselves. And there was a time in my life, uh, over 40 years ago, when I was growing on tapes, I mean, we had the Holy Spirit working in our life right away, no question. We saw a lot of things happen, but I was gleaning off of tapes and books. And one day I had this bright idea, I said, I need to read this Bible. And it was hard at first. Uh, you know, just some things that were going on in me personally. It was hard to sit there and read this Bible. But I insisted. And so over 40 years ago, that was the decision I made. I want to read this Bible. I want to get my eyes on these scriptures. I, I like to hear them too. Faith comes by hearing. But it's another thing. The other thing then is, uh, well, and ask God, and I just say this, sorry, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this. Read that Bible yourself and ask God for revelation knowledge. Does that make sense? See, people can read this Bible and they can get in their clubs where they read the whole Bible in a year and so on. But you know, I can't do that. Because I'll read a chapter fresh once in a while just to keep going. But, but what will happen is the Holy Spirit will stop me on one word. And that one word can make a whole difference in my life. And in the life of things that when I'm sharing with other people. That's number one. You must believe the Bible is God's word. You must look at it, read it, underline it, do whatever you have to do, but, but must read this Bible. Now, second part is this. You must watch for connectors. The word is to build you. Write this down. The word of God is to build you. The prophets are to inspire you. The tithe is to connect you. So the word is to build you. The prophets are to inspire you. And the tithe is to connect you, give you full access to everything God has. And you say, well, what's a connector? <clears throat> this is going to be big. I hope you're listening. I hope you've got your ears on. There are several connectors that you watch for to step into God's plan for your life, for His will. First one I watch here is the tithe. A lot of people say, well, the tithe, you know, they've got all these things people say about the tithe. Uh, what is it? You know, they say, well, it's the old law. That's not true, and I'll prove that here in a little while. Well, it's something that some people practice. It's only to make the preachers rich. You know, they hear all this stuff. But when you find out that the tithe is a connector to the covenant of God, it makes a difference. Now let's go, let's go ahead and back up here to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And in, I can start in verse 
10 here, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you this day, and so on and so forth. And of course, 12 is lest you have eaten and are full. Forget about the Lord. How many people know that could happen here in America? We can be so full and so full of everything, no lack, and we can just forget the Lord did all that for us. Okay, that's one thing. Now, let's get, get back in here. Uh, so in verse 14, when your heart is lifted up and you forgot the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where you had no water, brought water from you out of the flocks of the flint. And verse 16, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know that you, he might humble you and that he might test you and do good in you. Now, pay attention to these next scriptures. Then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand have gained me this wealth. How many know about the self-made man? I've done it all myself. Here's what God says in verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Now I want you to look at that word. Every word means something. What do you think that word remember refers to? Well, let's go to Malachi 3. Some of you are familiar with Malachi 3, some of you are not. But I'm going to tell you what that remember means. In verse 6, in Malachi 3, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances. Everybody say ordinances. And have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, in what way shall we return? Verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. These tithes and offerings are what connect you to God's plan. To his covenant. If you can get that, you're on your way to... Prospering in every way. Wealth and riches shall be in my household. Why? I'm a tither. I'm a tither. What that does, it tells God I'm in his plan. You find somebody that doesn't believe in tithing, they're not going to be in God's plan. You can tell them you want to get in God's plan, you need to pay attention. This is his plan. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. How many want the power to get wealth? I mean, wealth isn't just a little bit of money. That's lots of money and lots of everything else prospering in your life. Amen. But it's, it's a big deal with the Lord if you're hooked into Him. Now, what's a tithe? It's one-tenth. Where did that start? Did it start with the law? No, it didn't start with the law. It started, uh, in fact, let's just slip, slip over there to Genesis. Let's see where it started. <clears throat> and it started over here in Genesis 14. Um, and it, it was Abraham, and of course the story, you can start over there uh, before, but it was Abraham where 
they were attacked by these four great kings. And one of the things they did, they took off with a lot of stuff, a lot of livestock, but also his nephew Lot. And Abraham girded up his 300 people against these powerful kings with lots and lots of army. And they, he went after those things, and guess what? He annihilated them. It says in verse 17 of Genesis 14, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheb. This has after it was over with. And after his return from the defeat of whoever this guy is, and the king who were with him, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God's Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Long before the law. So he gave them tithes at all. Now, just to back that up a little bit, we, we go ahead a little ways, and we found out here in Jacob, uh, sometime later, <clears throat> we found out that uh, his grandson, in verse 22 of 28, without getting all reading all this down, but in, in verse 22 of Genesis 22, I'm in mean 28, uh, and this stone which I've set as a pillar shall be God's house, and all of that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Jacob was a tither. How did he know to tithe? Well, because his grandfather told him about it, probably, long before the law. Now, we could go into this uh, real deep, but, you know, let's take an, another little scripture here. It's not little, but slip over to, to Ephesians. Because a lot of times people still will dwell on that idea. Well, aren't you talking Old Testament? Well, praise God. I know <laughs> it's a big deal to have our heritage entwined in, in, in here. So I'm just going to read uh, about three verses here in Ephesians 2. Because you see, the, when we said, he's saying over here how he brought the children out of Israel into the land, prospered them. And not only that, you know, I could back up here just a little bit. Uh, Let's back up just a little bit here. If you keep your finger in Ephesians, if you have there, in, in chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, in verse 18, And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you, that you may go in and possess the good land which the Father swore to your fathers, to cast out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has spoken. Now, why am I going into that? There was a time in our life when Sandy and I were pretty beat up. We were in bad shape financially, but we were full of the Lord inside. We'd been tithers, we'd been givers, we'd been all kind of things, and, and we loaded up, and I can't explain how it was, but we loaded up our beautiful family in a, in a van, and uh, that was actually the second trip because we were taking a small load of things to California, left, left here, and it was, we, we just drove, straight. we couldn't find, couldn't afford hotels and motels and all those nice things. Uh, we just drove until we were tired and we'd go to sleep. Well, I remember this last day, it's, it's like just breaking daylight. And I, I, I wake, I'm sleeping in the seat of that truck I'm driving. I heard this Lord say to me, go possess that land. Now we're beat up. We're full of the word, but we're beat up. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. I mean, honestly. But at the same time, we hadn't lost hope. And we didn't know what was coming. But he told me, I heard it to this, I can still hear it. Go possess that land. 
Well, at that time, California had 30 million people in it, and I'm a little guy in a truck, right? <laughs> Come out of South Dakota. But I will tell you this, that stuck in me. It gave me something inside that I can't explain. From that point on, we went on into that unbelievable unknown for us, and it wasn't any time at all God poured out his blessings on our life, big time. But see, how could I, how could I possess that land? But see, that's what he did with the children. He said, look, to cast all your enemies from before you as the Lord your God has spoken. And he even says it up here in chapter 7, when the Lord your God brings you to the land which you, you go to possess, what did we do? We went in to possess that place. Did it happen? Well, we got blessed, really blessed, in a lot of ways. I mean, of all the beat up, God more than added salve and filled our checkbooks too. I mean, he took care of us. Restore the family. Restore a dad to a, a, a family that had wondered if dad was ever going to come out of it. <laughs> Just being honest. Because when you get beat up, it's hard. None of you has been there, I bet. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But here in verse 7 then, he says, you go in there and I'm going to get rid of all these enemies for you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer and destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Now, why am I saying that? That's the time we live in. Most people are just afraid. They're fearful. What's going to happen to us? Well, praise God, we rise up in this. We allow this outpouring to start working through us. We get some dander up. We quit trying to be super sweet Christians. And we say, look, those enemies are not going to get me. They're not going to get my family. They're not going to be, get my friends. They're not going to get, we're not going to get my land. <clears throat> They're not going to get it. Why? Because we're walking with God. We're his people. We're called by his name. We're tithers. We've hooked up with his covenant of protection and favor and all those great things that that does. Doors open that you can't open. And even at that time, you say, well, why are you so poor when, when uh, you're tithers? Well, we double tithe on some stuff. You know what happened? I didn't really know this till the last time I put out a message and I, it came out of my mouth. That all had stored up in our heavenly account. I'd never thought about it before. We had kept giving and giving and giving in our worst day, best day. When we had, I mean, it didn't matter. Our heavenly count was loaded. Hey, got your finger in Ephesians there? Because we're going to go back to Deuteronomy, okay? Here, here we are in chapter 2 of Ephesians. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. You were in Egypt. He brought you out, didn't he? Did he not? In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling all the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as we are. But God, who's rich in mercy, what did he do? What did he do? He made us alive together with Christ Jesus. Now go back to, to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and look at this, what, what they said, what God did to those people. In verse 22, And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh and all his household. In verse 23, He brought us out from there 
that he might bring us in and give us the land which he swore to our fathers. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, he wants to bring us out of this darkness and all this fear and all these things, all the, the, the warmongers and the, all those other mongers out there and all the false prophets on all the news. We don't need to hear one word from those people. They are controlled by the spirits of darkness. And guess what? We stand up. I, I say this. You know, get a handful of believers in every area, and, and the devil has not, does not have a chance. Amen? Is this making sense to anybody but me? <laughs> Amen? Praise God. See, we've got to get ahead of this outpouring. We've got to get prepared now. We can't do it next week and next um, Tuesday and next whatever. It's now. It's now. It's now time. People say, well, it's going to happen pretty soon. It's going to happen. And we make it happen because what? You know who wants this to happen worse than you and I do? God does. He's poured out His Spirit on all flesh. It's happened. It's poured out. I mean, it's popping up everywhere. Hallelujah. Watch for the connectors. The tithe is your connector to to the powerful places in God. The Word is to build you. The Word of God is to build you. The prophets are to inspire you. The tithe is to connect you. So the Word is to build you. The prophets are to inspire you. And the tithe is to connect you, give you full access to everything God has. Hey.